They stay vigilant so we can sleep peacefully. They stand guard so we can be at rest. They put their lives on the line so we can live ours without fear. But who looks after the hero's heart? Welcome to Hero's Heart with Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks, President and CEO of Chaplaincy Care Incorporated, which according to Psalm 28.7, focuses on protecting the hearts of our heroes, our first responders. Learn more at chaplaincycare.org. Now your host, Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks. Hey, want to thank you for joining with us today as we start our next session of Hero's Heart. And as I've encouraged you, this is a great time as you continue to ensure that you're protecting one of the most important things that you have, and that is going to be your heart. When we consider the different things that that we draw together, uh, let me ask you this, as as you've gone in, in life... Have you ever started walking maybe down a trail or something of that nature, whether you're hiking or, or whether you're kind of climbing, whatever, it, and, and you hit that one place that it seems like everything now becomes slippery in what you have? You, you, you start to just kind of slide backward, and you're trying to do everything you can, uh, but you just can't grab a hold of something. I, I remember doing something rather um, rather foolish. Uh, when I was at um, uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, I was the uh, senior instructor and course developer for our chaplain's career course. And uh, one of the days I was out there, and I was trying to do some things around the house, and I was going to, um, uh, in a sense, uh, fix and kind of uh, clean out the gutters and stuff around that. We we had sort of a two-story house, and we had one level that had the... the um, uh, the roof that kind of jetted out in the very back to where the the screened in porch was and things of that nature and and so I, I I put the the ladder on that first level to clean all of that out but there was there was some other gutters that were right above that and so you know, I didn't have a tall enough ladder so I put one ladder there and and then I I went and I put another ladder right on the the edge of where the um, uh, the roof kind of jettisoned out and kind of pushed it up there and got it all situated. Yeah, you, many of you are saying, "Oh, that's uh, that's really a bad idea." You know, it's it's kind of like what you have in the South. You you know, someone's going to go to the hospital when you start with the words, "Hey, watch this." Well, it was kind of one of those, hey, watch these type of moments. And I put the ladder up and I went to stretch up onto the second layer and pull it out, and the ladder slipped uh, because the roof was still a little bit slippery from the rain before. Uh, that's why I was cleaning out the gutters because the rain wasn't draining and it was kind of backing up and and the ladder slipped and so did I and I hit the roof and it started to go down and I was grabbing everything around me <laughs> to make sure that I didn't go off of the uh, the, the roof itself. You know, that, those are scary moments. Those are moments that remind us that we should have planned or not really we, it, I should have planned a little bit better than it's not about, you know, the ladder and the placement stuff. I should have just kind of took a step back and said, do I really need to do it this way? What we do in our life is going to, to really be impacted by the choices that we make. Uh, let me read this, uh, this, this quote from Mido Kobekan, which says, whether you are a success or failure in life, it has little to do with your circumstances and has much to do with your choices. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. It is going to be the power 
of our choices and the things that we need to make sure that we are preparing and planning for so that we can be successful, not just in the direction that we're going in life, but because of the choices that we're making that impact the character that we will have in the development of that life. You see, in in, in in dark situations, in, in traumatic situations, in just uh, crucial situations, character is not made. Character is exposed. And the choices that we have made will either build us up toward that direction to where we will have a sure footing so that we do not slip, or we will develop what is called the slippery slope mentality to where, well, I'll do something here, and this really doesn't matter here, and and everyone's doing this here, and we begin to start causing small cracks in our character, which will eventually lead to a fissure in our life. And when that fissure happens, just like the sinkholes in Florida, and they can make a house disappear really, really fast. So, So how do we develop that? Well, it starts out with the consistency as far as who you are. And making sure that you're you're doing some things that's going to help you make the right choices of what is not only around you, but what's going to go inside of you. And so I want you to consider just a couple of things as we as we talk about protecting again the heart of you as the hero. Because remember, uh, as as a first responder, if your heart comes apart, so does everybody else, because you're there to protect them in the darkest situations of their life, in the greatest times of their need, you're there to meet them. So you've, you've got to make sure that, that you're solid in your place so that you can help hold them in place and not slide down in the same hole that everyone some, sometimes needs to go to. So a c- couple of things I want you to consider. Number one, is, is I just want you to as, assess you know, where you are. Think about your current uh, environment and situations that are surrounding you, uh, whether it's family, the friends, the careers that you have, the calling that's before you, especially as a first responder in the area of law enforcement or fire and rescue or military, security, EMS, medical. There's a lot of things, but, but I want you to begin to start assessing the current situations around you. Uh, and, and what's happening as far as the people talk that is uh, uh, that you hear every single day. Uh, I know that many times people have uh, the positive attitudes and they can be encouraged. And that's really kind of what I bring into is I, I, I like having a positive attitude. I, I like having a, not a Pollyanna, everything's going to work out by and by type of thing. But, but basically, it's, it's always seeing the potential. Uh, but you have people that are going to be around you that are always going to see the problems. <laughs> of, of what's around you. So so they're sort of like that negative Nelly that's always going to be there. But you also have people that's not just negative in what their outlook is, is they can become critical in the words that they use. And they can begin to chip at who we are, our hearts and things of that nature. Here, here's what I always recognize in my own life, is that when I allow someone to to give me the assessment of their worth of me, if it's not someone that I respect, I, I need to just take it for what it's worth. If, if I don't know them, if I haven't really invested any time in them, if they haven't invested any time in me and they don't really know who I am, the, uh, the environment that I've uh, had to go through, some of the situations in my life, and they're just making an assessment that is negative and critical, hey, just, just take it for what it is. Just take it from from the person that you do not need to to really spend time with because you need to consider the source of where that's coming from. 
and and if someone really doesn't know your heart, they just don't know you. Because that can cause us to go down into an area to where we start to try to adapt to what they want us to be rather than who we need to be. Now, there's going to be things that we need to do because when we assess our environment, we need to be willing to change ourselves. And and that's going to be a, a topic of another Hero's Heart episode is about the power of that change. But, but you know you need to change yourself uh, because of sometimes the environment that we're in, we have to be able to adapt and overcome. Changing for the environment doesn't mean compromising who you are. And guys, that's that's really huge. Uh, because you're always going to be continuously challenged and you're always going to be making the decision to move forward and the atmosphere that around you needs to be uh, affirming and and, and encouraging. But it's also going to stretch you out of your comfort zone because that is a part of what change is. Uh, You need to be uh, sort of anticipating that and really be excited about that because if, if you're not changing, um, it's kind of like the old aspect of uh, the difference between ripening and, and rotting. Uh, ripening simply means that you're you're getting sweeter, you're growing in that process. But when you feel as though I've arrived, I've ripened, <laughs> that just simply means you're you're starting to rot. So let's let's get out of the rotten mentality and get back into the ripening methodology. Every day getting a little bit better. So assessing the environment, changing in the environment, but also here's something that I tell uh, not only a lot of my uh, my first responders, but really as I pour into our youth itself, is you need to sometimes you know just change the people that you're around. Uh, that part right there is that you need to to recognize that those who are around you are either going to build you up or they're going to break you down. Uh, they're either going to pour into you or they're going to take from you. Uh, as I've said uh, with many of my my young people uh, starting out in life, and even with a lot of my soldiers, uh, I, I tell them, "Hey, tell me who you are. Show me your friends, and I will show you your future." Because that is a huge impact in our life. And sometimes there are some of those uh, relationships uh, that we need to to simply let go. We, we in a sense, will will become the combined average of of about, you know, when it says sometimes the combined average of about the five people that we hang around with the most. So when you're looking at people who just enjoy being average, enjoying being ordinary, then um, then pretty much that's, that's where you're going to go down to. But if you are around people that are always stretching you, striving you to, to be the very best that you can and to ensure that you are not compromising who you are, then they're going to keep you from sliding down a slippery slope of compromise and complacency. And that is going to be so important because as you allow them to challenge you, you will then allow yourself to challenge yourself in the environments that are around you. So it's, it's going to be a part about that, about making sure that you're on that stop, that solid, steady, firm ground of who you are, because that's first that identity part of who you are, but also the people who are around you that are going to reach out when we all need a hand. I I love the old song about lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be the one to help you carry on. We all need somebody. And and in our life, we're going to have to be able to ensure that when we are called upon to help, that we have the character structure that puts us in place, that helps us to become an anchoring point to keep others from sliding down their own slippery slope. So, so 
how do I bring all of this together? Let me leave it. Could I, I want to tell an illustration that I believe it really helps to kind of wrap this all together about what we need to do in order to protect ourselves from that slippery slope. It was a story about a king um, that needed to have another carriage driver for, for his family and everything. Uh, the other one had, had died, and so he, he had to find a replacement. And so the word went out into the kingdom that the king was looking for a new carriage driver. Well, you know, they had competitions in different places, and it finally came down to the last three. These are three men that were going for the gold, in a sense. They were going to be the king's carriage driver, but they had to go through a competition because there could only be one. Well, a day was set, and you know, there's sort of a festive occasion. Everyone's coming together. They're watching, and, and they're wanting to see what's about to happen. There was an incredible obstacle course that was set up in order for them to show their skills and maneuverability and how they're able to uh, take care of the carriage as it's moving forward. And then also there was a huge, uh, long trail that would go all the way to the top of a mountain and then coming back in order to test their speed and agility. Well, the first driver got up and took off and went through the obstacle course amazingly, uh, skirting different things. And then he he went through the um, the pathway that was leading up to the mountain and got all the way to the top of the mountain and the curves and everything, the twists and turns, and came down in an incredible, incredible speed. And then they timed it. Wow, it was, it was an incredible time for him to be able to have. Well, everything was going great until the second guy got up. Well, the second guy knows, I, I've, I've got to beat this time. Not only do I need to go through the obstacle course, but man, I need to show him what I can do and beat the time and stuff. Well, he took off and just like the first, went through the obstacle course without even a problem, just zipped through everything. And then as he was going up the mountain, man, he was he was getting close to the edge. There were oohs and ahs and gasps of breath because it looked like sometimes that he would almost come off the edge of the mountain because he was so close and his skill of being able to turn the uh, the horses and get all the way to the the top and came down. And when he got down to the bottom and crossed the finish line, he was even at a faster time. Well, the, the crowd just went wild. I mean, they're clapping and stuff like that. Now the third driver gets up. Third driver kind of looks and is assessing everything and, and knows, you know, okay, the pressure is on. And so he continues to start getting everything ready. And then uh, the, you know, the sound of, of start goes and he takes off. Just like the other two, he goes through the optical course without even a problem. And like sort of in that lightning speed, going through everything, maneuverability, the agility, it was all amazing. He starts up to the top of the mountain, starts up fast. But something that he does that was completely different is instead of seeing how close he could get to the edge, he just hugged the mountain. And, and sometimes he, you know, they could even see it where the, the wheel of the carriage would sometimes scrape the mountain as it was, he, he was making the turns and stuff of that nature. And, you know, he, he, he came down and, and when he got across the finish line, he, he, he wasn't the fastest. You know, people, people applauded because, you know, we're, we're nice. You know, people just kind of applauded, kind of like that, oh, you know, kind of nice applaud and still like, oh, gosh, you know, sorry for him. But you know, everyone's anticipating that the second guy, wow, wow, what an incredible carriage driver he was. The king, you know, after the assessment pulls everything together and starts moving forward, and then the announcement comes of who is going to be the king's carriage driver. 
Now, the king stands up and he talks about the skill and the competency and the, and the agility of all of the drivers, but he chooses the third man. Well, I, there was that momentary pause and then people, you know, applauded and stuff because, you know, no one's going to go against the king. And it's king's character. He can do whatever he wants to. But people kind of left a little confused going, why, why, why did he choose the third guy? The second guy was was incredible. How fast it control, controls the team. And wow, he, you know, get us close to the edge and without going over. What an incredible man. Well, everybody, no one really asked the king the question except for the advisor. The advisor, you know, as good advisors, like I call good chaplains, always kind of look at their commanders and say, hey, uh, I, I, I support you. The advisor say, hey, King, I, I'm, I'm excited for your, your choice. However, would you please tell me, why did you choose the third guy instead of the second? I mean, the second was amazing in what he did. Well, the king basically says, well, the thing about the, the, the second guy is that he was really, really good at what he did. However, the problem was is that he he wanted to get as close as he could to the edge of the mountain. And I'm more interested in someone who will never, never take the opportunity to put my family's life at risk. So I chose the other one because I want to make sure that my family and I are always safe. He hugged the mountain, which meant he never wanted to get close to the edge to where he could fall. Guys, I want you to know that that's an a very, very important mentality for all of us is because when we allow ourselves to see how close we can get to the edge, there's a point that we're going to have a slippery slope and we're going to fall. My encouragement to you to, to protect your character, to protect your heart, hug the mountain, and you'll never have to worry about the slippery slopes. Hey, thanks for joining me. No, it went a little bit longer today. But I want to make sure that when we talk about character and life, it's not something that we just touch on and leave. It's something that we listen to and we do. Thanks for joining me today on Hero's Heart. And remember, as you protect your heart, you will be able to best protect the hearts of those around you, your family, your friends, and your community. Thank you for what you do every single day. We cannot do it without you. God bless. You've been listening to Hero's Heart with Chaplain Dan Middlebrooks, President and CEO of Chaplaincy Care Incorporated. Learn what you can do to protect the hearts of our heroes, our first responders at chaplaincycare.org.